Check one, two. Go! Curious about real estate? Yes! Then you've come to the right place. Get the knowledge you need. Get over the fear and get started. This is the Michael Quarles Real Estate Show with your host, Michael Quarles. Hello, everybody. Michael Quarles, and welcome to the Michael Quarles Real Estate Show. Today, I have a fascinating guest. Her name is Slavika Boldenov. I hope I did that right. She, I, I have chatted with her now for an hour, and I am just amazed. Now, I know I use the amazed word a lot, but this one really is amazing to me. I want to have a bigger word than amazed, so I have to, do, I have to come up with a greater word to express how I feel about someone than amazed. It's even bigger than like awesome. So she has such um, energy and behind that energy, I think for a lot of us, we're going to hear a lot of truth and how we can improve our life. And I know a lot of you have been asking me about goal setting and life setting and how to achieve those things that we may think are impossible. Um, And this is what this interview is all about, or that's what this interview is all about. So I hope you enjoy it. I know I certainly did. And um, so here she is. So welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself. Well, I'd say I'm a serial entrepreneur. I write a lot. I wrote 25 books so far, um, three bestsellers. I'm going to have five books out in the French market next year alone. Um, I created Attractitude, which is a platform for people to find coaching tools uh, to help them succeed in any aspect of their life. And I'm also a real estate investor and a philanthropist. So 25 books. Yes. (laughs) Wow. And counting. I know people who haven't read 25 books. (laughs) I know that too. How did you do that? Well, you start with one. <laughs> the first one is the hardest. It's, everybody says it, but it's true. Um, so the first one took a lot of energy. And, and when I, I had one of my good friends, who's also a best-selling author, read my first book, he said, are you nuts? There's four books in your book. So that basically created four books. Because um, there was a lot of uh, authors write too much when they write their first book. They want to say everything in the book, and you should never do that. So, um, so that's how it started. And then I get, you know, I have so many things to share, and I have a lot of uh, life experience and coaching a, a, a ton of people. You acquire more and more experience, and I'm developing also different passions of mine that. Once I get to a level that I feel like, wow, you know, my bucket is full, then I really want to share it with a lot of people so they know also what I've learned through all my experience and readings and research. That's fascinating. I um, I have written a couple, and you're right. The first one is the hardest because you absolutely – well, in my case anyway, I wasn't sure what I was doing. I knew how to buy houses. I knew under, I understood real estate, but putting it to paper, that was mm-hmm. difficult. So – um, I found the first one um, extremely time-consuming, and it took a lot of my attention. And uh, how, what what one book of the twenty-five are you the most proud of? Twenty-five, uh, I guess. Oh, okay. I have one. It's it's a it's in French. It's basically a book on the law of attraction, 
And why I'd say I'm the most proud of that one is because it was the um, it was just an idea. I kind of sell the market in the in the European uh, market, and I I sent this email to a French publisher who didn't know me at the time, and he accepted that title without even reading a line of anything I had written. And it was about a law of attraction that was a few years ago, and um, that was my first official published book. So it's different when you self-publish and when actually a publisher buys the rights. And um, and now he published uh, four of mine, and we're going on two two more, two or three more next year, actually. But then it, it just went like super fast. Can you do you mind sharing with me the laws of attraction? Yeah, of course I can. Well, basically, the law of attraction is based on the idea that you attract to yourself whatever you focus on with a positive energy or with any energy, actually. The law of attraction is, is basically uh, you attract to yourself who or what you feel and what you think about the most. Uh, but the, so if you want to attract the best into your life, you have to change a lot of different things in your mental and also in your feeling space so that you basically attract the best and not the worst. It's like having a bad day. Well, you have a bad day because you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, but you are the one, you're responsible for all of that. And you have the power to change all of that. So basically, I, I developed, it took me about seven years to develop a method, a combination and a, a list of things that people have to do in a certain tip, type of order uh, in order for them to actually live a, a magical life, to have everything you want attracted to yourself. Like a little bit living like in a dream where you actually control the dream. I want to control my dreams, that's for sure. <laughs> can Do you believe that a person can have everything they want? or is? Oh, it, yeah. Okay. So if I wanted to... Uh, live on the moon, which mm -hmm. is an outrageous goal. Could mm -hmm. I do that? Would do it within the law of attraction, could I actually? Well, I can answer this in two different ways. The first way is people actually went to the moon who really wanted to when nobody believed it could be done. So that answers one part of your question is that the people that really wanted to do it, they figured out a way. And they got attracted to the right ideas, to the right people, and they built a machine and they ended up there. So, and at that time, it was more crazier to say than it is to say today. So, yes. And the second thing is I would more look at when somebody gives me an outrageous goal, what they consider an outrageous goal, I would more look at why they really want to do it and do you really want to do it. Because if you really want to do it, it's going to be done. Uh, but are you ready to 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 really live that, or is it just because it sounds so cool to do? So because there's always two, and and people, you know, they want something, but they don't want it everything that is in the same bucket. Like for example, do you want to be a superstar, but at the same time, do you know that if you walk down the street, you'll be bugged every two seconds? So it's like having it all, but at the same time, you need to know what you want exactly and how you want it. You see what I'm saying? So what you could... Yeah. I'm sorry. So it's it's kind of like so if, if you want all the rewards, you have to, you also have to understand that there becomes, there's risk with that reward and there's consequences to that reward. 
there's risks that will work. There's not necessarily consequences because that means there's a negativity. I don't like the negativity with the, the word consequences means, you know, you're going to be consequences. Kind of <laughs> sounds like negative. I'd say that um, people don't ask properly what they want. And I'll give you an example. Okay, I wanted to be a best-selling author. That's the thing I wanted to attract. So I absolutely want to be a best-selling author, but it wasn't happening. And I thought it's impossible because I mastered the law of attraction. It's supposed to happen. And I realized that I was blocking it because my consequence that I imagined linked to being a best-selling author was that I absolutely had to travel to every little single town to sign books and autographs for days on end for years to come. And that wasn't in my plan, my life plan. That's not something I, I definitely I like, you know. So I was blocking that that attraction because my feeling was not a hundred percent positive. So I, my ask was different. My ask was I want to be a best-selling author without ever having to leave my home. And boom, I got three best-selling books in eighteen months. So you see. It's it's removing the negative consequences that's going to make you attract everything to you very quickly. I can so appreciate that because I want to buy a thousand houses this year. And yet okay. the idea of talking to a thousand sellers and knocking on a thousand front doors and writing a thousand contract contracts individually is not attractive to me. Great. So you would, you would just have to rephrase it in the way that you want it to actually happen. And so I kind of did that. I said, okay, so if I don't want to do the one task, which is knocking on the front door or seeing a thousand sellers, how do I accomplish that and still have this outrageous goal? And but you, you're doing it wrong because you're actually asking the universe to tell you how, but that's not the way you need to decide. Instead of saying, okay, I need to figure out how I'm going to get to there without having to do that. It's like spinning in a circle. Instead, you have to say, I want to reach a thousand, I want a thousand people to sell me their homes, and I'm going to do it with shaking five hands of people who will know 20 people each, or 200 people each, or whatever, or I might, I will find someone that knows a lot of, so you decide of many different ways that does not include you, you know, because if you go, like, show me how, and you wait, you might never see. So when I when I say I want to, in order, for me, in order to buy those thousand houses, I want to make sure I don't knock on a thousand front doors and see a thousand people. I did that mm -hmm. backwards. What should I have thought of? What should have been my thought process? Well, if you say exactly what you just said, if you say, I want to buy a thousand houses without without ever having to knock on a thousand doors, the problem with this statement is that the brain does not understand negative sentences. It, it does not compute. There's two things that the brain cannot compute or understand. The first one is a negative sentence. I don't want that. The brain understands I want that doesn't understand the doesn't. The second thing is it doesn't understand the future. I want, like, I will go, I, I will do. It doesn't understand future tense. It always has to be brought back to the present. So basically what it, it could be is I'm buying a thousand houses easily with people 
coming to me or the proper element of acquiring those houses without having to go the distance or do and no, not even without is um the easiest possible way. You search within yourself what is the easiest way you could get there or the thing that makes you feel the best. If you say, wow, you know, I'd love a thousand houses if I could do just one conference and I get 10,000 people in the room and out of the, those 10,000, a thousand people in the back of the room sell me their house, I did one conference and that was it, that might be an option. That would be an outstanding option, by the way, for all of us that are listening. That would be excellent if I could, if I could do that with a single sitting or a single, you know, presentation. That would be that would be that re, the reward would be uh, tremendous. I think if I could do that, or when I did that, I'd want to do more of that. So I'd, instead of my goals would 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 start becoming more outrageous, and I would set them at ten thousand. If I could do a thousand at a sitting, um, I would just sit more times. Um, I know it's very addictive. It kind of <laughs> is. Is there a difference? Because as I'm listening to you, I'm wondering if there is a difference between a personal goal. And a business goal. So if if I say I, I want to do with or buy a thousand houses, is that different than me saying I want my business to buy a thousand houses? And if so, how would I construct the goal for my business separate from the goal for myself? Well, there is no difference because you are your business. Like in in the universal term or in your brain, um. You are, if you are in partnership with 20 people, then it would be your goal within that partnership for your share of that partnership. But it cannot be for, like, you cannot ask for your business to do something like you wouldn't be able to ask of someone else doing something. For example, in your brain, you cannot say, I wish he cleaned his room more. Like, I want the universe to do something in order for him to clean his room more. It's not going to happen because you cannot, and in the brain, the brain cannot make somebody else do something. It can only change you within you. What you can do is I will, I am finding a way to speak to that person so that they clean their room really fast and they understand it and, and it's done. You see what I'm saying? Or I see uh, the results I want. It, it always has to be brought to your personal, your individuality. But you can say I I want I want to buy a thousand houses now if it's you know if it's uh, and then what you what you can do like to push this even forward because and that's a, a like one exercise that I love the most <clears throat> is you sit down every morning and let's say you write it every morning let's say the first morning you write that is I buy a thousand houses. And now you imagine the best scenario possible. So let's say the scenario I gave you was the one you love the most out of 50 scenarios that could exist. So you sit in your couch in the morning and you're just relaxed, like super at peace, super at ease. And you say, okay, cool. What I want is, okay, now I just bought it. Like I, I did this, this awesome conference and like it, it got sealed. I didn't even know that it could be filmed like this, and it got filled in. And incredible, but true, people just booked in the back, and I, I bought a thousand houses. How cool is that? And then what you do is you actually exist 
in that moment. You become that person in that moment that has lived that. So how would you feel? What would you see? What would you say? Where would you go? What would you do next? What would be the next goal? How would you then deal with those thousand houses? How would, what would happen after? And often enough, when you deal with what happens after, you, you find obstacles that are, are blocking. For example, if you imagine that you are, have a thousand houses sold and then you're, you're imagining all the contracts, all the paperwork, all the lawyers, all the blah, blah, and that's stressing you, you're blocking that energy. So, then you continue the process. Okay, so I found a super lawyer with a super team and they're able to process all of that within a week. And then you continue until the entire process from zero to finish and beyond finish is something that you're at ease with. And then you visualize it every day. You spend, like I spend sometimes an hour. If I have a problem, I might spend like an hour or two visualizing the positive outcome. And the more you do it, like there's there's things that are just absolutely amazing that come out of that. For example, I just watched um, uh, David Beckham, the the soccer player. Somebody told me you gotta check out his uh, his his free kicks. He does some free kicks that are just unreal. Um, if you like soccer, it's from Manchester United. Anyway, so he does his free kicks that are just incredible. And he was asked. How is he able to do this? Like he hit with three balls, he hit them into each a garbage can that was probably like a football field away. And he got each of them inside with one one kick. And, uh, and he was asked, how are you able to do that? And he says, I visualize it. I, I always visualize the same thing. The, the mind is extremely powerful. So you can do that, and the more you're at ease with what happens after the 10,000 houses, see what it blocks a lot of people from achieving their goals is they don't plan what's happening afterwards. And the fact that they didn't plan what's happening afterwards is blocking them from achieving that goal. That makes a lot of sense to me. What, in your opinion, what's an outrageous goal? Or... Can you describe what that a goal would be? Like, if you name a goal, this would be an outrageous goal, and then, and then describe how we can achieve that outrageous goal. Okay, well, I can give you. I can, if you want, I could give you my story, if you're interested. So, one of my outrageous goals, I, I came down to Florida with five hundred dollars in my pocket, and uh, I fell in love with Florida, and I said, I gotta move here, and I'm Canadian. And uh, and so how do you do that? Like, there's no way I can move here if not marry someone, but that wasn't my, one of my plans. But my outrageous goal is to become a, a permanent resident of the U.S. And so that's an outrageous goal with $500 in your back pocket. Um, and I wanted to be, like, really wealthy and really successful and all of that. And... Um, and in Canada, I remember I was visualizing me on the beach, walking on the beach and being happy and super successful. Money was just flowing. It was so easy. And I had my papers. And, and I, at, the, I, at the same time I was visualizing, I was actually scraping ice off my car with a wind blowing and like minus 40 Celsius outside. So that's the power of the mind. I was totally not in Montreal. I was already in Florida. And three months later, I did 
I jumped into my car and came down. I, I went back and forth a few times. And then I wanted the easiest possible way to be an American, but I didn't know the law. And coincidentally, there's no coincidence, but coincidentally, uh, a lawyer came to me and said, um, you know, you could be a person without uh, with um, uh, a, a person with um, extraordinary ability. And because of that, you could become a U.S. citizen. And I said, what, the, what is a person with extraordinary ability? And he said, you know, is it like Superman? And he said, no, it's like a, a Nobel Prize winner, an Oscar winner, uh, like, a, you know, a gold medalist. And I said, none of the three. He said, yeah, but you're a best-selling author. And I thought, wow, true. So I filed my, I started the process. And eventually, just at the end of the process, that same lawyer, after six months, said, you know what? I don't think it's going to work. I'm sorry. I think I made a mistake. It's not going to work. I'm sending you back your file. It's not going to work. Forget about it. We need to find another way. And I, I had already visualized six months. For me, it was done. There was no way it's not going to be done. So when he said that, I, I was kind of feeling bad, but I said, that's not possible because my mind is already there. Like I, I'm, I know the law of attraction. I'm already there. So one thing he said is, you can do it on your own, but I strongly not recommend it because you always need a lawyer. So the second thing you, you need to know is you have two choices. You can send it fast, like a, they have to reply in two weeks. But if you do that, you risk them being angry and replying no within two weeks. The risk was very high if they did say no. And uh, it said that, or you can send it for the long process, but if I send it with the long process, I would have to get out of the U.S. and it wasn't in my plan. So I decided to do it on my own and to do it within the two weeks frame. And all I did during those two weeks was just visualize the receiving the letter of confirmation. So I was basically uh, approved. My petition for immigration was approved as a person with extraordinary ability in the field of the law of attraction and self-development. And for that, you need to be to prove that you're in the top 2% worldwide. So it's, you know, that's, that was my outrageous goal. Um, how I did it is I, you, you do steps, like actual physical steps of the, what we call the doing, but a lot has to do with the, the mental and the emotional. Like there, I met, for example, the other day I was in Miami and I meet this guy on the street who was selling a book. So I stopped by to chit chat with him and he's training to become um, an Olympian champion under 100 meter race, which is odd to find on the streets of Miami. So I, I, I talked with him and he, and he said the exact same thing. What he does is he's already there. He already has his medal. The, the, he said he removed entirely all the doubts that can prevent him from winning. And when you do that, nothing can stop you from any goal. The doubts is really what is blocking us. All the, ah, oh, but if, uh, and I can't, and I'm not sure, and what can happen, the worst thing, and I'm not good enough, all of that is actually what's preventing us. From any, another 
outrageous goal just to finish was a girl that was burned third degree and second degree burn, uh, who I was coaching at the time. And, uh, she was, evidently she was freaking out because it was her face and her, the top of her body. And she asked me what to do. And mentally she rebuilt the cells of her face. Three weeks later, she only had like reddish patches, just as if you had a sunburn. Uh, five weeks later, she was healed. Wow. That's well, the power of the mind. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. It, are there, yeah. so we're going to, th- we're going to, our mind is, plays the largest role. Mm-hmm. I think you, I heard you say or imply that you also have to take steps and outline the steps. Do you write those steps mm-hmm. down? Do you, do you have this, like this check? check, you know, list of things to do within. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You need to like, every time you have a goal, uh, the, I write everything. Like I empty my brain completely of everything that I have to do that I, that I'm thinking of. And because the more you empty your brain, the more you have space because your brain is not unlimited. It's limitless in its capacity to withhold information. So if you pour down all the information you have in your brain, your, your capacity to create new creative ideas duplicates and goes bigger and bigger. Also, you cannot think in your mind. I know it sounds crazy, but you don't think properly when you're thinking only with your brain. When you're thinking on paper, that's when everything you see, everything you're thinking about, and you can actually make links, tie things together. The other thing is that the brain cannot differentiate a small thought from a big, big, big thing that's super important. If you're thinking, I got to take out the garbage, and you're thinking, I want to go to the moon, for the brain, it's exactly the same thing. But if you say, I want to take out the garbage 10 times, for the brain, it's 10 new ideas. And it's just clogging your brain, your mental space. So writing everything down, and basically what I do is every couple of days, I will write my goal on top of the paper, and then I'll write 25 ways I can get to it. And as soon as I find one that seems like it's more attracting to me, it's more easy, or it's more convenient, or I can do it, then I I immediately do it. I don't wait a minute, a second, I, I immediately put it into action. Okay, there's a nugget there. I want, I want to know about, more about that. So you write down 25 ways of accomplishing it or 20? Yeah. So let's say, um, let's say I want to, I don't know, give me, oh, your thousand houses. Okay. So let's say you want to, you, so you're going to write on top of your page. Okay. I, I, I buy, you never write in the future. I buy 25, a thousand houses. How do I do that? And then you let your brain, first of all, it's good, as I said, to empty everything you have in your brain. So take the time. It might take you two days, but empty everything. Empty all the thoughts of things you have to do, of things you think about. I know everybody says, I'll never empty it, but I trust me, at some point it's so weird. You come to a point where your brain goes like, ah, there's nothing more. <laughs> and you're like, wow, there's nothing more to write. 
So when you empty it all, then you, you ask that question and you sit down and you wait. And creative ideas will, if you ask a question to your brain, it will reply. It will give you the answer. So you ask 25. So you write the first one, then the second. Then at, at 11, 12, usually the, bright, the brain starts, especially if you're not used to this process, the brain will start saying, look, I gave you enough. <laughs> Can you stop bugging me? So at that point, if you really can't find anything else, then you look at the 12, 13, and you, some might be too big. For example, out of the 20, 25, there might be one that says creating a conference. You can't put that into action like now. So what you need to do, you look at that list and you see some that you like, but they cannot be, they're too big as one action. So you take that that, that way and you put it on in top of a new page so how do I create my conference and then you write everything like a brainstorm of everything you need to do to create that conference and then out of that it's like a little sub outrageous goal of the outrageous goal exactly and then out of that you you you, you write everything again if you find one that's too big you, you so you you basically you you're going to divide your goal in tiny, 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 tiny edible pieces. And at the end, you eat the elephant with tiny little edible pieces. So you divide it, divide it, and until you get to a point where you have actions that you can immediately put in action. Okay, I need to call, my secretary is going to call 20 locations for conferences. Uh, I'm going to find a radio station that want to, you know, advertise or put put out the word that I'm doing this free conference for homeowners that want to get rid of their house. Okay, how do I, what am I going to talk about in the conference? All of that, you can actually start working on. And you'll see that the, it, it might be much sooner. And also what is very important for the brain is you have to give it a date. I, ha I buy a thousand houses before, let's say, December 31st, 2016. Mini advice here when you give a date to your brain, never give a first of a month. I don't know why. I've tried it. I tried it with my coaches and the clients. A first of a month, for some reason, the brain doesn't understand that there were 31 days before. So it's better to give the end of the last month or the end of the month you want to achieve it by, it's more, much more effective for the brain. It understands that for some reason better. I can, so actually, once get, I can visualize that, yeah. actually. I, I, you see? Yeah. So it's easy. So then you say, okay, in order for me to buy a 1,000 houses, that's another third point. You say, okay, in order for me to buy a 1,000 houses before December 31st, 2016, by when do I need to have my conference? For example, it might not be this particular thing you're doing, but out of the 25, you choose the action. Some actions will, will have a delay, right? Will cannot be done tomorrow. So it's a mini goal within the big goal. So a mini goal within the big goal has a different time frame. So you set a different time frame for that one. How, how much time do you dedicate on a daily basis to this? Well, a lot, a lot. I dedicate approximately, I'd say, 
on on every like just the goal thing, just this what I talked about. I dedicate about um, two hours a day. But you know the you know the um, the expression. Um, I think it wasn't it who said what president uh, Lincoln who said if you want me to chop a tree, I'll spend eighty percent of my time like uh, sharpening my saw and twenty percent cutting the tree, because every hour you spend planning. And that's a, a, a proven fact. Every hour you spend planning will save you 10 hours of execution. So I'd rather spend two hours planning and saving 20 hours of execution. That makes sense. I hope people are actually are listening. So I like really taking what you're saying to heart. Uh, I'm, well, I'm glad because it's, it, it, and it works. I mean, I'm a person who came really out of out of a lot of difficulty to a place where I'm really successful and and I do a lot. Like when people like I I'm not kidding. I'm getting five books out next year in the French market. I'm I'm gonna write soon a 400 page book that's gonna come out in October. Um, and I'm traveling. I'm having fun. I have a lot of free time. I'm, my business in France is booming. I have coaches coaching there. I'm, develop, I'm soon to develop a business in, in the U.S. I, last year, I did like 60. I'm painting also. I do art. So I did like 60 paintings. Um, so I do, I, try, I do a lot, much more than anybody I know in my environment does. And still I have a lot of time where where I'm I'm going, wow, you know, what am I gonna do with all this free time? So it's it's really a question of mastering the art and, and I don't have one goal because I love this goal planning process thing. I usually have somewhere close to twenty goals a year. Some are really outrageous. Uh, some are very big, some are less and they're all they're not all business. So some are, you know, like my personal appearance. Some are like uh, humor, humor goals, uh, you know, funny things that I would love to see happen. Uh, and, so, and usually those happen because I don't put any mental strain. You know, what, what blocks a lot of people from achieving a goal is the stress they put on the goal. Like it absolutely has to be achieved or... It'll be a disaster. I'll feel like a loser. Uh, you know, all of that makes it that they don't get it because the stress involved in not achieving the goal is very high. And that's, and you know, stress blocks the brain from functioning. You cannot, ha- your brain will never function if you're stressed. It, it just doesn't work. It blocks it. It's a, it's a mechanism that is there to protect us, um, that was there since Man is man to protect man in in case of danger. So it's an automatic block that prevents us for our own good. Because imagine caveman going out and fighting, a, you know, a big animal with big teeth. It's not at that time that you want to think about, you know, what are you going to cook for dinner or are you going to go to watch a movie or whatever at the time you're fighting. So because of this, the adrenaline and the stress, the, the ones that were thinking of something else than fighting the animal got killed. 
the ones that survived were the ones that had that blockage in the brain that said, oh, stress, anxiety, we blocked this out. The only thing we're focused on is fighting or fleeing this animal. The animal disappeared. The animal became our problem. And the problem that most people have is when they have a problem, they only see the problem. And that builds up the stress. Because it builds up the stress, they only see the problem because they're fighting that animal. Because they're only seeing the problem, they're building more stress. And, they, they, and then they lock themselves out of the solution. They're completely blocked. That's when they, they would use the word, I'm stuck. And they are, because their brain cannot function anymore. Is, is that, are you describing something, I'll, I'll paint you a scenario. I have to buy a house, because if I don't buy a house, I can't pay off my debt. Is so? Am I? Is that a stressful? Well, yeah, it is super stressful. So I, I shouldn't set the goal that I want to buy a house, or how do I set the goal? If the reason I want to buy a house and make the money off of buying the house is to pay off the credit card or to get rid of the job, how do I how do I achieve that goal and set that goal for myself? Okay, it's a very good question. So when you that's another. Uh, uh, part of this equation that's very important is uh, let's say a goal is your destination the responsibility the, fa- the fact that you say I will get to that goal is you in the driver's seat of the car okay? if you're just a passenger you'll say oh it's due to economy, it's due to my problems, it's due to that, I, I cannot reach the goal but it, you, the excuses put you in the passenger seat if you're a driver you know your direction of the, the car, where you're going. What fuels the car is your motivation. The motivation is the why, the why you're doing that. And that's also extremely crucial to have it right. Because if you have a negative motivation based on fear, I have to get to this point because I'm so afraid to stay where I am, you risk blocking yourself from advancing because your mind gets stressed and it just pedals in the same spot. It, it, you cannot run away because you bring all of that with you no matter where you are. So it's not like you can run away and you'll leave that thing behind and you'll, you'll go get something that'll fix that thing behind. You have to first face the things you want to fix and and put a plan in fixing them. And one of the elements of fixing that thing might be acquiring a home. For example, I want to quit my job. I hate my job. It's horrible. I can't stand it anymore. I don't want to end my life in this job. I hate my job. I can't stand it. That blocks the brain completely because you're, you're just fighting something. And the more hate and the more resentment, the more that first you get toxins in the body, you become ill. You might want to become an alcoholic as well because the pain is so big that you want to forget about it. So a lot of people start drinking or using medication to numb that pain instead of looking at it on a different way. If you look at it in a way that, okay, this is an experience now that I have. It's the job. My goal is I have a uh, income that's greater than my job, so you need to know the the amount. So let's say my job brings me three thousand dollars a month. My goal is to create a different house uh, income that's five thousand dollars a month, or even three. It's still looking good. And then it it doesn't become I'm fighting my job. 
it's I'm creating a goal that's this. It doesn't involve the job. It doesn't involve running away from. It's just a goal. The goal says I want to create an income that's three thousand dollars a month. Evidently, what's implied is when I create it, I'll drop my job. But it's not fighting anymore. You see the difference? If, for example, I say I absolutely have to sell my house because I want to get rid of my debt. That's so negative in its own self. It's like full with panic. But if you say, for example, I would love, my house is amazing. It's a really great piece of property. And I'm sure a lot of people will really enjoy living in it. The great thing about it when I sell it is I'm going to earn, let's say, $125,000. I'm going to earn a lot, a lot of money. It's better to think in terms of, even if you say it or you think it, think it and feel how the difference in your body sounds. Like if you say, I absolutely have to sell this house to pay off my debt of $125,000. If not, I don't know what I'm going to do and it's crazy and oh my God, nobody's coming. Or this house is so amazing. It's so great. It's so cool. Somebody's going to live here and live a happy life. And for that, they're going to give me an amount that's going to make me $125,000. Isn't that awesome? Evidently, the subline is with that money, I'm going to pay off the debt. But the mind is not concerned with the debt anymore. The mind is concerned with this beautiful project of creating a hundred abundance, of creating money. You see how it feels differently? Oh, yeah. I was, I was actually um, smiling as you were saying that because it, I was actually having the, the, the I wasn't going to call it the emotional feeling of the difference between needing 125000 to do something else. And earning one hundred twenty-five thousand, um, the other way. So yeah, I was absolutely looking at it two different ways. And that shift is so, like, so important. I had a, a woman at some point. She was suicidal. She wrote. She wrote me a suicide note. She says, "I'm sending you this letter. You're probably not gonna read it because you receive it on the mail, whatever. But I want to say that it's the end of my life. I have critical anxiety problems." can't drive my car anymore. I can't go in elevators anymore. Um, I, I had to call 911 all the time because I'm in constant panic. I can't breathe. I can't sleep. The bank is going to repossess my home because I'm a real estate agent. I haven't sold in three years. No clients, no nothing. Uh, my health is going down the drain. I got a lot of extra weight because of it. My family and I don't, like everything was going wrong. You know what I'm Like everything. And I read this, and it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to let her commit to a free test. So I reached out to her, and I said, no, you're going to follow the rules I give you, the set of rules, and we're going to fix this. And at first, she didn't believe. I even told her, imagine receiving a check a day. How would you feel receiving a check a day? And she said, you're crazy, but I'll imagine it. Uh, eight months later, by the way, she was receiving a check a day. But, yeah, and, and three weeks later, she had... The, the, the anxiety was gone, finished with. A fourth week, she, she started receiving weird money from places like the IRS made a mistake and sent her like $2,000. Like she freaked out. Like the IRS sending back money. <laughs> it was unheard. So I'm going like, to send you a letter and tell you how bad my life is. Okay? Because <laughs> it's not really bad. But if I can like make stuff up and no, get, no, a, get a check I, a day. I, 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 
Now, people pay me for the coaching because they get the success. This was a, a really, like, because she, she was really going to die. I mean, you know, it, but usually, and I, and usually I asked, and, and for her, what happened is that I told her, you're going to repay me. You're going to repay me starting in six months. I didn't, it wasn't free. Because I believe that when you get something for free, you don't utilize it as much as if you had to make a, a, a money commitment to the effort. So it's a bond. It's like, yeah, I put money on there. I'm going to definitely do something about it. So, um, so yeah. So basically three months later, I stopped coaching her because there was no more point. She could fly with her own wings. But three months later, she was actually number one in her uh, real estate company, the bestseller. She was selling more than she had reached her year goal in, in those three months. So the owner asked her, because he freaked out, and he called me and says, what did you do to this woman? Because he knew her for two years. I mean, she lost weight. She lost her anxiety. Like, she changed completely. What did you do to this woman? Because he said, she never comes to the office anymore. Because what I, she programmed her brain to have one close for every meeting. So she only finished by having four meetings a month, four closings a month. She didn't have to meet 200 people to have four closings. So she would work very, and she would spend like a lot of time doing all the exercises that prescribed uh, and not the doing. The doing a lot of times is just moving a lot of dust around. If you're doing a lot, but you don't have the proper mental and emotional set as you're doing, it's just moving dust around. It's like, for example, everybody had had this. I had this uh, uh, happen to me. For example, you lose your keys. Okay, you have a super important meeting, and either you can't find your driver's license, your wallet, your keys. Something is missing, and the pan or your phone. Something is, and then you start freaking out. Right? Start panicking. It's like, where did I put it? Oh my God, I'm getting late. And Fights happen like this in couples. Where did you put it? You lost it, blah, blah, blah. But now the, the rush, the adrenaline is there. It's so there that the, the brain is locked. It's finished. You cannot think where you put them, no matter how hard you think. And you're searching through the, and now you see the time has passed. The appointment is over. You're never going to get there on time. It's finished. So you sit down because it's over. There's no way you're going to get there anymore. So you let go. And at that precise moment, you see the keys on your table. They were there all along. I always tell my wife she hid them from me. <laughs> and she says, no, I didn't, honey. And I said, I know you did because I would remember where they are. And she laughs, laughs at me. You and, have... And that's, I was going to say... Yeah, you, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and that's only to say because the eyes also cannot see... Everything, actually, we, we don't see everything. We see very little of reality, but the eyes are also blocked when you're stressed, and you won't even see opportunities under stress. It's amazing. I have enjoyed this. I, I hope everybody who's listening has. And um, how, do I, how do I send you that letter about how bad my life is? Or how do, how do people <laughs> find you? And if, if someone out there... <laughs> need you how do they do that how do they how do they connect well they can uh, they can definitely come on attractitude.us 
Um, what I'll do um, as, a, as because it was really fun. I really enjoyed this interview more than I usually do. Okay, so I'll, I'll send you a link where uh, where people can click, and I'll give them like a 15-minute free session where I can give them at least one reply for free. How, how about that? That's excellent. At least they can go on the right trajectory. You know, at least they can go in the in the direction they like. Yeah, I may be taking you up on that myself. That as I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning, I'm a really big goal setter. I enjoy setting goals. Um, I am. Um, if you are the alphabet, I might be a line of the A. In in um, goal setting. So, um, anyway, I've enjoyed this. Oh, I enjoyed it a lot. And um, I always try to ask this question at the very end because I because I know I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do most people that chat with you ask you that I didn't ask you? Where's my accent from? <laughs> so what is there something that I should have asked you? that's important for people to hear that I didn't? Uh, I'd say, no, not really. You were really thorough. I think if I can add something humbly, it's to really that people understand. And if I can leave the planet with having touched a gazillion number of people knowing this reality is that really everything is possible. And really people can have everything they want. Like, really. And it's all feasible. So what I would like try to inspire and motivate people is to not stop their own dreaming process uh, and blocking themselves. I have people, they don't even know what they want because they don't dare wanting what they want because they're, they're already blocked in the process. So just expand and know that you can you can really have everything you want. I know so many people that... They face this this thought every day. I'm not worth anything. They don't necessarily mm-hmm. say it that way, but mm-hmm. they're not they're not thinking they're worthy. They they don't they're not dreaming. They're not imagining having anything more than whatever it is that they have now. So they're 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 in their own rut. They're in their own way because I mean they don't they can't envision it, and I feel sad for them because. I'm a personal believer in that if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, mm-hmm. you can't. So you're right. Either way. There's two things that, that you said that are very important. Is One, people need to really develop their self-esteem. It's a, big, it's a very damageable thing, and 80% of people have a lack of self-esteem. So developing that, find a way to develop the self-esteem to know that you deserve what you want. That's major. And the second major thing he said is that people, it's true, they limit themselves. But I believe it's because they think that reality has 100% power over them. But it's the dreams that have 100% power over reality. I can add, they can make their dreams come true. I can think of all, there are, I always believe that a person can look at their past and see the, the fork in the road. Mm-hmm. And for myself, all of the forks in the road that have leaded to more success for me is I've I've traveled down that road because I actually envisioned it, I actually thought about mm-hmm. it. 
you know, no one handed it to me. It wasn't like I, I kicked a rock and it was a gold, you know, gold nugget. You know, I did everything on purpose. And, um, I see so many people out there that aren't taking, um, purposeful action. So they're, they're just going through their day and their, you know, their life and not achieving anything or not wanting to achieve anything. Where in deep down inside, they truly want to, but they just don't know how to yell that out and say, I can do this. I want to do this. And, um, I hope this, I yeah. hope this interview really inspires people to really look at themselves, um, from a different light and know that they can do what they want to do. And I appreciate your I time. Well, I appreciate yours and thanks for having me. It was really fun. And, and I hope too, I hope that it really awakens when you talk about people that, you know, uh, don't dare or don't do they're, they're like sleepwalking. So I hope we awakened a lot of sleepwalkers so that they start living life on purpose and doing things to have a better life. You know, and I, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I know in my life I have absolutely been a sleepwalker. There's been, there's been moments in my life I stopped imagining. I've stopped dreaming. Mm-hmm. I've stopped wanting. They were short-lived, but there were still moments that, you know, tomorrow was just tomorrow. It wasn't a better day. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of um, truth to what you've, been, what you've said. And, I, again, I thank you so much. Thank you as well. Uh, and all the best. And, yeah, if you want to give me that call, I'll be more than happy to. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow. That's the only word I have to say about that conversation is wow. I know I'm going to send her my letter. I can't wait for her to change my life. And as good as it is, I can see some value in what she says and having someone like that on, on your side and to guide you to bigger success and greater success. I was um, highly, highly impressed. I enjoyed that one. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you um, received something and learned something for yourself in that conversation. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Michael Quarles Real Estate Show. Get more info and stay in touch at michaelquarles.com.